0: Welcome to Your Adventure Podcast, a motivational podcast without the screaming. A hosted, unedited conversation with guests from all walks of life, sharing their own personal journey, showing that everyone has different outlooks on life, choice of career, and that success looks different for everyone. Get ready to be inspired and be enlightened of how we all have similar journeys and thoughts, Anything is possible. This is your adventure podcast and this is Dustin Emery.
1: Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning into your adventure podcast. I'm your host Dustin Emery and this is episode number two. Uh, today I actually have my cousin on uh, Blaze Wright coming in today for the studio. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Yeah, Um yeah. I know you said you were a little bit nervous coming in, uh, first bit. time hearing your voice on a podcast. Yeah, it's
2: kind of, it's kind of interesting.
1: Uh, how do you think it sounds so far?
2: Uh, it sounds pretty good, actually.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming in today. Yeah. Actually, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, and I wanted to bring Caleb on as well with you, um, mainly because you guys are nineteen. You're yeah. nineteen, right? Hmm. So the reason I uh at such a young age essentially you know cuz I'm about 10 years older than you so yeah. the reason I wanted to bring you on was cuz I wanted to see what your guys's perspective is on life uh mm-hmm. at such a young age especially in today's society yeah. um i remember yeah. when i was 18 19 i i remember what was going on in the world and what i was thinking at the time and I'm going to assume it's a lot different compared to yourselves.
2: Different. Yeah, because you you didn't have social media and stuff like that back then, really.
1: No, it was very it was very limited to, compared to what we have now. I yeah. mean, um, you guys grew up essentially in uh, what the Vine era and yeah. Facebook, Instagram was coming out. It wasn't what it is today. Mm-mm. And then you guys had Snapchat, which was pretty popular. Yeah, I don't I don't know how popular it is now. Is it, is it yeah, still popular?
2: It's probably one of the most biggest texting apps out there. Like, do you use it? I use it ninety percent of the time when texting people. I oh, don't wow. really use my phone number.
1: Oh wow! So you wait, you so you don't exchange phone numbers with people? You just Snapchat? Yeah, Snapchat.
2: Really? Well, wow. That's the thing now.
1: That's that's pretty interesting because so I don't have Snapchat, mm-hmm. and I do remember there was one time I I think I was I want to say I was twenty five, I was at a bar. Uh Uh, With a few buddies of mine And I was talking to this girl at the bar And I was like, hey, you know We should exchange, you know, info yeah, um, And, you know, get to know each other So I was pulling out my phone To basically get her phone number right? Mm -hmm. And she was younger I want to say she was 21 So she was a lot younger Um, And, yeah, the first thing that she popped up with Was Snapchat She was like, oh yeah, I'll give you my Snapchat And I was like, oh I was like, um... (laughs) You know this isn't gonna work because I don't have Snapchat. I yeah. was like, I don't use it. I don't understand the reasoning because I knew people that would be texting a person, uh-huh. and then they would also be Snapchatting that same person. So there's like two oh, yeah. different conversations going on. Do you do that?
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the main reason why we use Snapchat is because there's like a lot of different things you can do. Like you can just send a video straight to someone or send a picture of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Or you can you can save a bunch of stuff and chat a lot easier. Um, I mean, the only time I really exchange a phone number is, like, if I'm FaceTiming somebody. I don't really make phone calls or text people on my phone number.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, see, a lot of things have changed. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring you guys on, just because you guys were a lot younger. So I think you guys have an interesting insight onto Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world now, especially on how to use social media, you know?
2: Yeah, I feel like another big thing with social media is, like, a lot of them they allow you to save pictures directly to that app. So if you were to put it on any other device, you have access to all those pictures and videos.
1: Oh, oh! So you're talking about like like the Instagram archive, like yeah, you're and, saving
2: and Snapchat too. You can save memories and you can put it on any phone, any device.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought I thought originally Snapchat was it like disappeared. That was the whole thing.
2: Uh, if you save it. You but you save, can save stuff now. If you save the stuff, then you can keep it for years. Like, And every time, like, say I, sa- I take a picture of this, of us doing this podcast, a year today will pop up in my memories.
1: Okay. So I've seen that on my iPhone mm-hmm. where it pops up a memory in my photos. But, yeah, you know, that's that's nothing, I guess, compared to Snapchat.
2: But. Yeah, because you can put it on a Samsung. You can put it on any device <laughs> and have access to all that stuff.
1: Man, uh you make me sound so old right now. At <laughs> 28, I'm like, man, there's a lot of things I still don't use, and I just I, I have no idea how to yeah, use I mean, Like I said, I Snapchat, don't I, I had it once for like a month, and then I was like, what am I doing with this thing? And this was early on when yeah. they first had Snapchat come out on the scene, but now I have no idea.
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't <clears> use Twitter, and a lot of people are using that now.
1: Yeah, I don't have Twitter either, yeah. but I know it's pretty popular. Like, oh yeah,
2: Caleb's <laughs> always talking about Twitter. He has a Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh man, everyone I feel, in my friend group has one except me. Yeah, yeah. you
1: you just don't you don't, don't feel know. like it.
2: I just never really found anything great about it. Same thing with Facebook. Like,
1: I've never had a Facebook either. I know. Well, obviously, in our family, like we have a lot of people mm-hmm. who have Facebook, and I know it's mainly for like family reasons.
2: Yeah, fam. Our family um, is pretty heavily it's facebook yeah i've heard yeah (laughs) i've
1: heard some 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 stories um, about facebook in general in our family but i guess it is what it is you know some people are just like just like it for that reason i guess i i I personally don't want one myself i just
2: don't like the format of it
1: Hmm. all right well that's that's a big reason why i brought you on uh (laughs) because of your age you know that was a huge thing you know i wanted to see what it's like to be Essentially uh, a youngling, you know, <laughs> in this society now. So my first question for you uh, that I've asked my first guest on the uh-huh. ep- on the episode one and that I'll ask guests coming on in the future. Um, essentially, I still think of you as a, a kid. Y- yeah. You know, you're only 19. I know, but, still. you know, still 18 young. is an adult. I yeah. get it. I remember trying to get to 18. That was my dream. Like, I just wanted to be an adult. But (laughs) my question is, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Because I think everybody has that first dream between, like, the age of 7 to 12. That's the first thing they think of, like, what they want to do with the rest of their life or what do they want to do as a career. So, like I said, you're 19, but I'm sure you had the very first dream that popped up in your head as a a young kid.
2: Yeah, for me, really, it was like. I I don't really remember as, as a super young kid, but when I was about like eight or nine, I just remember seeing like a lot of movies and stuff of like skyscrapers and big cities, like New York City, and that was just something I always wanted to be. I didn't know it was an architect, but I found out later on that's what I wanted to be.
1: So at the time, you just wanted to build a skyscraper, but you didn't actually know the description of yeah. the job itself until yeah. until later. Yeah, architect. So. So what was what was the I guess um what's the word I guess passion really like behind the idea of a skyscraper even at a young age
2: I mean I think it was just like for instance one one of the buildings that really struck my eye as a kid was the uh, opera house in Sydney Australia I, I don't, don't I don't I think don't I've ever seen that building You'll have to look that up um that's that's one building that kind of struck my eye I always thought of Architecture, something, like, beautiful kind of, like, art. And I always thought it would be cool to build stuff like that. Because you can, with architecture, you can do anything. You can build spiral buildings out of glass. Like, in, lo- in Europe, there's a lot of buildings. Like, look at the Eiffel Tower.
1: Oh, so you're talking about this. Uh, if we can look at the monitor real quick. Yep. Um, there it is. Wow. Okay, so... I feel a little bit dumb, honestly, because I have seen that before, but I honestly never knew the name of it. I just knew it was a pretty iconic building Uh in Australia. Um, For the folks listening at home, uh, without pictures, obviously, uh, we're just looking at the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Um, That is a pretty amazing building. I honestly don't know how you would build that. Looking at it right now, I don't know how you'd build that. Yeah, that's it's, interesting.
2: the architecture now is definitely on another level. Cause it's, look at the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world.
1: Is that so? The tallest building in the world? That's Dubai, right? Yeah, it's in I Dubai. have I have seen pictures of that. That's wow, that's insane. It's, I don't know if I'd want to be up that high though. Yeah, the people I'd live. Be, in that I'd building. I'd be nervous.
2: People live in that building.
1: Yeah, that's the, it's an apartment building, right? Yeah,
2: Whew, there's I, people that live on the top floor, and you're above clouds. Oh, man.
1: I don't know if I'd want to be that high just Like, if it's a super cloudy day really.
2: and it's raining, you're mm-hmm. above it. Wow. If you're on the top floor.
1: I would assume that's a very pretty view in the morning. Like, <laughs> the sun coming up, you know, through the clouds. It's got to be oh, yeah. amazing to see. that would be crazy. But like I said, I guess I would just be nervous about emergencies.
2: Yeah, earthquake Or would if be that building
1: s- falls and you're in the top,
2: oh, dude. Earthquake would be sketch.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dubai is really just sandstorms, I think, essentially. Yeah. I think that's their biggest thing.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely sandstorms. They have some crazy sandstorms.
1: So you actually know a lot about some buildings already. Yeah. Even though it was a young dream, you still kind of think about Mm -hmm. it, essentially, a little bit, huh? A
2: little bit. It's still in the back of my head,
1: but... Have you you built anything small-scale, just on your own? Not obviously, like, an architectural building. I I don't mean that, but I mean, like, small stuff.
2: I think what really got me... Well yeah, that was Legos is kind of is what got you into is it. It's kind of what got me into that kind of stuff. Like from as young as I can remember, like 5 6 years old all the way till I don't know 11 12, mm-hmm. I was always building stuff with Legos, random stuff, like
1: Did you have the actual Legos or did you have yeah, off-brand, Legos? No, never off-brand, off-brand Legos? I had never off-brand Legos. I
2: had off-brand. uh uh-uh. You had the real ones. Always the real. All right, uh, lucky dog. I had <laughs> I always had
1: the off-brand Legos, but yeah. Um, but i i didn't have yeah, my, my the dad, creativity to build something really incredible with i it.
2: would uh, my dad would always tell me i would always try to go after like the off-brand ones but he would never buy them for me because they would never go with the normal legos like you couldn't build cross build them they oh you couldn't fit. connect them gotcha yeah. <laughs> so he would always buy me like the normal lego sets I, I, one time I had like a full Mars set, like a whole space station thing.
1: You built Mars with yeah, Legos? Yeah, like, like a
2: whole space station. Really? Yeah, it was like Mars rovers and stuff.
1: Oh, man. You, Elon Musk needs to get a hold of you, man. Start <laughs> building some buildings on Mars.
2: Sure, yeah.
1: Huh? Wow, okay. All right, so you, that's that's pretty heavy because, um, uh, yeah, I don't know if a lot of kids can kind of just build with Legos out of their head that often.
2: Yeah, I was always really creative when I was a kid, especially with Legos. Hmm. I always had a pretty big imagination.
1: That's good because, you know, I think back to myself uh, with my off-brand Legos. (laughs) You know, um, it was always just I just tried to follow the box to build it, you know, the instructions. But you were going
2: uh, off of
1: instructions or off on your own.
2: I mean, for me, I I would always build them with instructions, but it would never last a week. I would always tear them apart and make my own stuff. Make something else. Yeah.
1: See that? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people do that as often. Um, I mean, creativity, yeah, that's that's a very useful skill. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in our family, there's, you know, my brother, obviously, like, building this podcast table. Like, yeah. I could never imagine trying he, to build this on my own. He's got I just had the image in my head and what I thought about, but he did... Yeah, he had all the creativeness to actually he, figure he, it out.
2: He always goes above and beyond with everything he does. I know he does. <laughs>
1: I know he does. He does, uh, but I just think that's his. You know, that's just his mentality. I don't think he ever wants
2: to do like the basics. He's a he's an overachiever. I feel yeah. like,
1: essentially, yeah. I know because have you seen you know well you've seen his coffee shop right like no, certain I parts actually. of it. Okay, well one day we'll have to get you in there because. Some of it is pretty, uh, pretty creative, and, and his coffee bags in general. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah,
2: we've had <coughs> memes always has coffee and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, so it, yeah, creativity runs in our family for sure, but it misses a few generations for sure. Like for myself, I, I know I don't have that artistic view. You I know. feel
2: like I feel like all of us do, just in our own way. Uh, what do you mean? Like we all have our own passions for different things, like creativity and different. I got ways. you. Yeah. Is
1: yeah, you just come about it differently, I guess. Yeah, like I get you. But you, you mean.
2: you're you've always been big with basketball. Like I remember growing <clears throat> up watching you play the original two K games <laughs> on Xbox. Like. <laughs> like
1: computer generated games. Oh man, those are so bad. <laughs> when you look at the, um, the graphics now. Oh, yeah. Man,
2: those was just bad.
1: You know. Now games I don't even understand what's going on half PCs, the time now.
2: PC setups and stuff. It's graphics and it's crazy. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole new world. It's crazy. Um forgive the Aladdin pun, but yeah, it is a whole new world when it comes <laughs> to that arena. Um so okay, so architecture as a kid. That's a pretty pretty big dream out uh, for a kid. Mhm. Um to even think about that. Yeah. So, all right. So, you're 19 now. Mm-hmm. And architecture you know, I guess, like you said, kind of still in the back of your head. Like, you you, yeah, you like that. it. You're interested in it. I mean, you naming off a few buildings right now, I, I honestly didn't expect that from you. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, because I honestly don't really know the names of buildings. <laughs> I, I see them, and I'm like, oh, wow, it's beautiful. You know, like, I've seen this, you know, Sydney Opera House yeah, before, crazy. but I didn't know what the name was i just knew oh well, that's a you know pretty building
2: this is probably one of the most famous like buildings in architecture and nobody knows the name about it every really? time every time i mention it no one no one can picture it in their head until i mean they see it.
1: that's why i had to google it because i was like i have no idea what that building is but now that i see it i'm like oh I've, yeah i've seen that building ton of oh, times yeah. so okay so architecture now that you're 19 what what do you think Is something else that you want to do if architecture hasn't panned out so far like something that you're thinking about anymore
2: I mean my biggest passion now is definitely cars specifically exotics like
1: what's your favorite exotic car
2: McLaren P1
1: okay so I have seen that car that's I think you showed it to me maybe that that is a pretty impressive looking car
2: that is my ultimate dream car that is that is something that I'm willing to work for really you're willing so
1: okay so willing to work for it that's that's a key word because a lot of people don't want to work for things nowadays Mm -hmm. it seems like especially at a young age sometimes yeah um give or take what's what's the price tag on that car
2: one to two million (laughs) dollars i
1: can't (laughs) i can't even imagine trying to buy a one to two million dollar car yeah. I mean, my car now was like 15000 just out of the <laughs> off of the dealership, you know, and I just wanted to get a cheap car to build my credit. That was it.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because that's not even the most expensive car that's on my list of things I want to buy. Is that number one, though? That is number one.
1: So that's the number one but not the most expensive? Yes. Really? What What's the most expensive one?
2: The most expensive car I could... If I were to ever even come to money like this... Uh, it's called the McLaren F1LM. Hmm. The last one sold on auction for $22 million. Are
1: you serious? Yes. $22
2: million. If you want to look it up, it's yeah. It's so, from the 90s. Oh, so they don't make it anymore? There's only two of them in the world.
1: No wonder it's got a big price tag then. Yep. Okay, so a McLaren
2: F1LM.
1: Okay. Oh, I don't think I'm spelling that right, but it's okay.
2: F1, that you said? Yeah, F1LM.
1: Yeah, there we go. it will pop it up.
2: There it is. Is that it? That oh, is it. Oh, wow. And the one thing that, that a lot of people don't realize about this car. Okay. It's a three-seater and you the steering wheel is in the middle. What? Yeah, it's in the direct middle of the car. Oh, no. You I'm sit in the too. middle and the passenger seats are behind you.
1: Oh, that's weird. Why did they, do you know why they essentially made Um, it like that?
2: McLaren made the F1 back in, I believe, 91. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's in the middle. Don't quote me on that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, they, the starting price tag at a million dollars, but uh, they beat the speed record back in the 90s with that car. And it held the speed record until 2005, I believe. What, uh, What car beat them out? Bugatti Veyron.
1: Oh wow! I wouldn't expect a Bugatti, uh, honestly. I mean, I I know they're really nice cars, but obviously, I I mean, I don't know much about cars. Bugatti really, so.
2: is kind of like the pinnacle of what you would call hypercar. Okay. They don't have an entry level car.
1: Their um, cheapest oh, like, car, like a cheap base model, is that yeah. What you their
2: mean? cheapest car is starting at a million dollars.
1: That's the cheapest. Wow. Yes.
2: I mean, they have cars back in like the early 1900s, like, vintage stuff, but, I mean, if you're talking, like, modern, I don't think you can get anything under a million.
1: Wow, that's crazy.
2: They they uh, they've also are the only production car company to go 300 miles per hour.
1: Really? Yes. Wow. That is, wow, that's a big feat, especially when you say production. Wow, yes. 300? I can't even, I think the fastest I've ever gone is, like, 140 in a car. Yeah, the fastest And that was crazy for me. The fastest like, oh, crap. I've ever
2: ridden <laughs> passenger is one seventy.
1: Uh in what car? Hellcat. <laughs> How did you get in the Hellcat as a as a passenger?
2: Uh, know some people <laughs> know some people okay All
1: right. i mean hey n- enough said there i i i get it um knowing people help uh yeah. helps a lot
2: <laughs> one of one of my really close friends the one i was telling you about that just got the bmw uh his older okay. brother had a uh 2009 2010 uh nissan gtr that was like okay w- that was like one of the first like supercars, i guess you can call i've ever ridden in.
1: wow okay Dang, that's crazy. 170, okay. Well, yeah, like I said, 140 was the highest I've ever been, and that's just driving on my own. But once I got there, I was, I, I, I slowed imagine. down real quick because I was nervous, honestly. I couldn't
2: imagine driving that fast. I've only ridden passenger, so.
1: Passenger, I think you could. I feel you like, would feel a little bit better as a passenger. As a driver, uh, no. I'd be more nervous. You, oh, you think like, you're more nervous I as a passenger? I feel
2: like as a passenger, it's a lot more nerve-wracking because as a driver you know what you're doing you know what's happening mm-hmm. you like you know when you're gonna break you know when you're gonna accelerate as a passenger you have no idea what's happening you're just that's true you're, you're just, just hoping the ride you you're
1: know? just hoping that the driver doesn't fuck up yeah i can okay i can understand that. Uh, so, that that reminds me of like those vegas tracks that you can go oh yeah and like yeah. rent a really expensive car or you can be a passenger mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to do that, honestly, but at the same time, I'm trying to justify spending that much money <laughs> I mean, to, really, to drive it around for a little really bit. It really
2: depends on what car you're mm. willing to get because, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get a Lamborghini Gallardo for 100 hundred, two hundred 200 a day, but okay. if you're talking about, let's say, a McLaren 720S, that's like $1,200 a day.
1: That is pretty crazy. I, I don't think I could spend $1,200 a day just to drive a car around, yeah, especially in Vegas that's, on the Strip. You're not moving.
2: That's, yeah. I mean, Unless you, get on the you track. can get that in LA, but then again, you're, you're not really moving.
1: <laughs> no, you're in bumper to bumper. <laughs> so, I, that's what I always thought was funny about people that had really expensive cars in big cities like New York. Mm-hmm. Like when I was out in New York last year, seeing some of the people drive around in their super expensive cars, Yeah, it kind of made me laugh because I just thought, they're not really using the car to its best full level potential, full yeah. potential yes thank you i feel like they're going bumper to bumper like 10 miles an hour but that car can really get to like 280 if you if you really let it go yeah and i'm like dang that's so sad that car wasn't meant to you know go that slow
2: i mean i mean there's a pretty big difference between my perspective and a lot of rich people, a lot of rich people will buy them as assets or investments, or they just buy them as a flex. Ah. With me, I'm an actual car enthusiast. Okay. So I'm, my dream is to have a collection bigger than Jay Leno.
1: I've heard about Jay Leno's collection. He, but, it's, it's like a museum, isn't it? Essentially?
2: It's it's literally a, like an airplane hangar full of cars. And he has multiple.
1: Yeah, he's I know he's a big car guy. He's um, a massive car guy. And I don't know where he lives, but I heard you can like go onto his property, I think, and actually mm-hmm. look at his cars, right? Yep. Whew, man. I, I can't even imagine having that much wealth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's
2: he actually has a McLaren F one. Really? Yes. And a P one.
1: Oh, you you know I always think though do you do you think he's able to drive every car every that's, once in a while? That's like one thing. I've like never, really use him? I don't. I wouldn't want him to just sit there.
2: That's one thing that I've always kind of been upset with about Jay Leno. He has all these crazy unique cars. Okay. Like he has cars with jet engines in them from like helicopters. But I he says it that. in all these videos and the shows that he's on. Because he has a show called Jay Leno's Garage. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. He always talks about it, how he doesn't drive them that much. <sighs> like
1: it Feels like a waste.
2: My ultimate, ultimate dream, if I ever even come close to getting a P1. Okay. I want to be the first person to put 100,000 miles on it.
1: You don't think any of them have 100,000 miles on nope. it?
2: Nope. The highest mileage one today is 21,000 miles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's... Okay, I didn't know that. Yep.
2: 21,000,
1: yeah, that's not very far.
2: And it sold for 990000 on auction?
1: Be, just because it had 21,000 miles?
2: It also sold for that right when uh, the pandemic hit. So oh, okay. So the price dropped. But even then... Yeah, you can't afford it at the how, pandemic. How <laughs> cars on that caliber work, the highest spec, so the most expensive one, could... If, if that one goes up, no matter what, it's gonna drag the cheapest one up in price.
1: Okay. That so makes sense.
2: if the most expensive one is two million and it goes to two point five, the one that sold for nine hundred is gonna go to like one point three.
1: It's basically gotta even itself out, essentially. Yeah, and no matter
2: they're... what, it's always gonna go up in value from the cheapest to expensive.
1: So then that's kind of what you pointed out uh, a few minutes ago, like people kind of buy them for investments not yeah, really yeah, to like use assets. them or like them really yeah
2: um for instance like this car is a, an extreme price i mean it's still expensive to us um a dodge viper acr extreme about uh, there it sold for about like 190 mm-hmm. msrp uh, a guy bought it straight from dodge 11 delivery miles so kept it in his garage for two years and sold it for two hundred and ninety thousand dollars a wow. hundred thousand dollars
1: so increase. he so basically he just wanted the investment he didn't value. touch it
2: he just sat yeah. on it and that was only for a year
1: i mean that's that's a really big rise in a year um i mean some stocks don't even do that yeah um in a year that's i mean it really depends on the company but
2: real estate and exotic cars are probably two of the biggest assets you could ever get into people don't realize i it. can
1: understand real estate for sure but I never thought about cars that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, you really, it, it's all about production number and rarity. That's, that's all it is about. Like you can't, obviously you can't buy a Honda Civic brand new and keep it in your garage. No.
1: It's it's going to depreciate.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because
1: everybody, who doesn't have like a Honda? Exactly. Or, you know? Yeah. So I can, okay. So the rarity I mean, essentially for instance, drives it.
2: The McLaren F1. It's McLaren is the only car company in the world to have a car with middle-driving steering wheel, besides a Formula 1 car. So
1: that automatically puts it in a different category? Like, they yeah.
2: just released a newer car called the McLaren Speedtail that is the same setup, but that car, MSRP, is like $1.5 So Okay. Yeah, just starting prices. That. That's not even adding any of the crazy options you can do.
1: Oh, gosh. So uh, the, uh, the uh, car I could easily
2: be over $3 million easily you can do a full carbon fiber body you can do whatever the craziest thing the reason why i love mclaren so much they have a and basically i don't know how to explain it they have a facility called mso which is mclaren special operations uh it's a special team as long as you got the money they'll do anything you want so they'll create one-off paints they'll create one-off interior They'll create all sorts of stuff for you as long as you got the money.
1: Money talks, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what my mom always tells me, money talks. But (laughs) Okay, so you went from architecture to cars. Mm -hmm. Now, so is the cars just something that you maybe want to work on in the future in general, or is it just something that you're really into? Like, you don't see a career in it, but you just like cars. Like you I said, an enthusiast.
2: I could definitely see a career in it, but it's definitely more of a passion, something okay. I just want to own.
1: Something you, know? you just want to own. But at least, I mean, I'll give you credit to you talking about 100,000 miles on a car. That uh, costs A, a, a car that costs that much, you know, because I would assume... Like you said, most people are probably not going to do that. No, the you know? depreciation so is not worth you it. So you really want to use it for what its purpose is. Like, yes. I w- essentially.
2: That car is it's <coughs> one of the most craziest driving cars there is. Every person that owns one in their collection, it's their favorite car to drive. Hmm. Jay Leno said that's his favorite car to drive. Multiple people I follow say it's their favorite.
1: Okay, so... So not a career in cars, but you just you want to have that car essentially in your life. Oh, yeah. So, OK, so that's a big price tag, uh, mm-hmm. like you said. So what's what's your career move on trying to potentially obtain something with such a high price tag? You know, what's what's something you're looking at I mean, yeah, at 19? I mean, I would imagine <laughs> there's a lot going through your head. Yeah. I know at 19, I thought of so many different things.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a set career choice yet but um my biggest thing is once i get in my mid-20s like early 30s the first thing i'm gonna do if i once i save enough money is invest straight into real estate okay and my goal is to get enough knowledge in that and probably get my license and then go on into commercial real estate after i've sold enough in residential
1: so you want, to, you want to sell real estate, essentially. But yes. you're going bigger, though, because I know a lot of people just get into selling houses. Yes. But I think commercial spaces and commercial residence, uh, are residential properties, they, mm-hmm. I know you can sell them for much higher and you get a bigger commission. I have heard that.
2: Yeah, commercial real estate is where you make the big bucks. That's where you become a millionaire.
1: It makes sense because I've seen a few people on social media that post about selling commercial, you know, Mm residents and they talk about basically commission is way better than just selling a house.
2: Yeah, like entry level commercial like real estate could be like, you know, $500,000 building for like a dentist office or it could be a 30 story (coughs) building in L.A. for doctors. That could sell for seven million
1: now, if you want to get into commercial real estate uh when you when you say that, does that mean getting a real estate license or is there a different type of real estate license you have to get to sell commercials uh um, residents
2: there's there's multiple ways you could actually get into commercial real estate without having a license. I haven't done enough like uh, research. research on it to really explain that, but I know a few people who are into commercial real estate who don't have any license at all. There's lots of loopholes and things you can do when selling stuff at that high caliber of, like money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: so essentially you don't have to maybe go the traditional route of getting like a real estate license. Yeah,
2: Cause I mean basically with what I'm planning on doing is flipping it not as really buying and selling Basically buying something at a low price, refurbishing it, like and so
1: you flipping it. I flipping got you. Flipping it, yeah. Okay, that's like how people flip houses. Mm-hmm. They buy, you know, maybe a yeah. hundred thousand dollar house, which a hundred thousand dollar house now can be a complete wreck. Oh yeah. And then you sell it for probably maybe three or four if you're lucky, mm-hmm. but you flipped it and now you know the work that you put into it,
2: it yeah, essentially brought its value up. That's what I'm gonna start with. To basically get the hang of it.
1: So you said, you said mid twenties to thirties is my goal. Why are you are you waiting that long, or you just hope that it works out to where your mid twenties and thirties you've already gotten a pretty I kind like of base.
2: I'm kind of waiting that long because I want to have everything else situated before I start that career path because that's going to be an actual career. That's something once I get it started, I'm going to do until 40, 50.
1: Okay. So you say situated. So, okay. So you said mid twenties, so I'm going to say 25. Yeah. That'll be mid twenties. So essentially you would start this real estate venture at 25, Mm -hmm. right? If everything goes according to plan, obviously. Um, so between now 19 to 24, essentially, uh, what what's the plan right now like when you say you want to be situated by the time you're 25 to do that what's what's going on between these years
2: basically having my first career choice picked out whether i want to go to college or if i want to take the military route which i've been thinking about
1: and the military route would be why uh
2: personally i think the military route i think it would be i in my opinion i think it would be good for me um I'm pretty small, so yeah. <laughs> I think it would be good for me physically, and honestly, I think it would be good for me mentally, too. Like, um, I'm not really a social person, so I feel like being in the military, you meet your brothers there, basically. like Okay, friends so you're trying me- to
1: create like a community for yourself, in yeah. a way.
2: But uh, another thing I was thinking of why I would go in the military is because career choices are completely different in the military. There's things you can do in the military you can't do in normal society, like. So give an example. Um, I want to become an engineer for airplanes.
1: Okay, and what? You have a name for that? I Is don't there have an a,
2: name? I mean, I could look it up. Let me see.
1: You said commercial, or not commercial? I'm
2: sorry. Military. I military. So I'd be working on like jets and stuff on like aircraft carriers.
1: So military engineer, correct?
2: Yeah. Aerospace engineer.
1: Aerospace engineer, that's yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Well, what's um what's the process of trying to become a military uh, aerospace engineer?
2: So, I would have to get my bachelor's degree
1: in engineering, I'm yes. assuming. Okay. And then so once you get your bachelor's in engineering, uh, then you apply for the military or are you in the military no, while you're you earning s- this degree
2: you go into the military and you it basically it would be your MOS which an MOS is basically your job so the military will actually pay for you to go through sc- like go to college for that they will put they have specific classes and schools they they put you in for that and they pay for it completely
1: so then you're working on it while you serve yes yeah, so potentially so
2: what they will be training me to do it while I'm getting my degree for it,
1: okay? Now, okay, so architect, car enthusiast, and mainly because you just want some of those fancy cars, yes. Um, now an aerospace engineer that's uh, that's a pretty interesting path. So, the reason for the aerospace engineer was because of why, like,
2: um, basically. I've always had a fascination with b- engines in general. So mm. cars, stuff like that, planes. So I've, cars started it. Cars started it. Cars started so it. being an aerospace engineer would basically just be basically like a trail off of being a car enthusiast. Okay. Uh, I just love all things. Stuff with power and yeah. engines. So, okay. And basically once I learn that, a car is going to be cake, you know? Working I could. On a I car would, would imagine a
1: plane engine is more complex than a car,
2: especially military jet, because <coughs> so, that's what I would be working on.
1: So, so all planes in the military, or just essentially? I mean,
2: uh, maybe smaller
1: fighter planes or fighter jets. I guess. I mean,
2: when you're an aerospace engineer, depending on where you're stationed, you'll work on anything: helicopters, gotcha. cargo planes, so anything that flies. Essentially, much, yeah. Okay,
1: and now, as an aerospace engineer, is there um, is there room to, I guess, try to build your own plane, like, say you came up with your own plane, or are you just or I mean, are you just fixing planes essentially?
2: I mean, being an aerospace engineer, they teach you how to take apart an entire plane and put it back together the the
1: engine part or all the everything. pieces in general
2: Being an aerospace engineer is the whole entire plane. You work yeah. on everything. Okay. So from the wing to the wheels to the engine, the cockpit, everything.
1: So essentially you're yeah, you're taking it apart, building it back up. Yeah. So, okay. But you don't think uh you'd ever be interested in trying to build your own plane?
2: I mean, that would I mean, everyone had I mean, all the planes crazy. we've had
1: someone had to come up with it, right? I you know?
2: mean, I feel like it would definitely be it would definitely be something hard to do. Yeah. Because what I'm going to be working on are, like, jet-powered stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, building something with the a jet up. engine is kind of, you know, <laughs> bit hard. But, I mean, I, it would be possible. That'd be Anything's interesting. possible.
1: I mean, like I said, I think, you know, I all, would, the, all uh, the planes we have now, someone had to come up with it first. Yeah. Or build it, I mean, it, I would
2: definitely have to probably go to designing school or some type of, so, oh for that yeah because i can't building it's like it's like being a mechanic for a car okay you don't just go walk into a mechanic shop and, and try to build a car for build the ground a car up. you know it's definitely they probably could do it but you're talking about the frame of everything you know so
1: essentially yeah when you talk about being like a car mechanic like most car mechanics might get the body of a car and then they just build the engine
2: yeah building something from scratch different story completely different story different
1: story i don't know i guess i always think like like i always think bigger or beyond you know like a certain thing so like you said aerospace engineer i I immediately went to like i'll just build build your own plane from (laughs) scratch i don't don't know i always think like what else can you do that's bigger than just like the box that it's put in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, thinking outside the box or building. It's definitely
2: not like a Lego set.
1: <laughs> hey, but, you know, as, as funny as it made sound, you know, starting as a young kid and building those Legos has essentially led you to, like, this point or this decision. Yes. So, even something so small and trivial that people think about, you know, like, oh, he's just playing with toys and he's really creative and he can build stuff, you know, with his toys essentially and in the long run you know it's led you here and yeah i don't think a lot of people think of that
2: though. i mean I just always, think oh
1: he's just a kid playing
2: i've always had a passion for <laughs> building things and taking stuff apart mm. i especially taking stuff apart uh um, do
1: you do that stuff now like yeah, essentially like, with anything i guess
2: anything really like uh like a year ago my playstation was like super dusty like it was sounding super bad so i took mm. the entire thing apart including a motherboard and cleaned everything out and put it back together
1: you were actually able to put it back together yeah and it works properly i literally
2: watched a 10 minute youtube video wow.
1: you know that's that's crazy how youtube has changed the game when it comes to learning stuff
2: yeah literally <laughs> yeah. the i unplugged everything off of the motherboard put everything back on works and those
1: made. are really delicate small pieces oh, like yeah. if you put one back together improperly i think you're yeah, yeah you're screwed
2: there's pieces on there that are super delicate if you snapped it your whole playstation's done for
1: <laughs> see there's like no you, way even i think even if i watched the youtube video i wouldn't be able to take it apart
2: like with the, it's it's a playstation it's not like a computer you can't just order a motherboard for it you know so how would,
1: how would you order one though essentially if you wanted to you, is there a way
2: would not i mean maybe on ebay if someone's selling one but you can't know. order it from like, playstation themselves you, you
1: can't go to them and be like hey i need a motherboard because yeah. they're not going no, to sell no they'll huh? just be like Why don't just you buy, a, buy new one? a new one well, of course because they you know they want that money it's yeah cause i'm assuming the motherboard would essentially be cheaper than buying a whole new system
2: i mean it probably wouldn't be super cheap but yeah it'd probably be cheaper
1: because <clears throat> what, what, what playstation is this
2: playstation 4
1: so okay is there a PlayStation 5 now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the one that just came out.
1: Right, okay. Say I'm behind on the whole <laughs> video games. I know you're into video games as well, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, so taking apart an entire PlayStation 4, putting it back together. Yeah, I can't even think of that. Mhm. I don't even hide, Yeah, I like I said, I think watching a YouTube video on it, I would still be lost. And I'd be afraid, <laughs> yeah, of just, I mean, of just breaking it.
2: I'm, I'm a pretty hands-on person. That's how I learned.
1: So you just kind of get into it and learn as you yeah,
2: go. Yeah, how, how I've always learned is I'm a hands-on person. So listening to someone talk about something, I don't pick it up as easily as doing it.
1: I'm just doing it. your hands-on. That yeah, makes sense.
2: So when I watched that video, I was just pausing, playing, pausing, playing, doing mm-hmm. it step-by-step, step, watching everything he did. And once I took it apart, I didn't even watch him put it back together. I just did it myself.
1: You just, you just knew how to put it back together. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, yeah... Following each step and basically going backwards when you have to put it back. Yeah, together. And once
2: I did that, and I had so much fun with it with something as simple as that. It's when I knew I had to do something
1: career-wise
2: that involved, you know, so my passion is cars. So I figured, you know, might as well be an engineer for something.
1: I mean, that's yeah, it's a it's big. Um, that's a big move for sure. I don't think there's. I don't know. I, I There's a lot of young people that I've run into over the years that um, I've asked maybe that question to mm-hmm. uh, about maybe what they want to do with their life in general. And a lot of them don't really have an answer. And I mean, at I'm 19, mean, I don't think I really thought about stuff like that.
2: I'm not 100% made <laughs> up on that. Uh, like if I do choose military, but it'll it's probably there, though. be when I'm like 21, 22. Yeah. Um, I'm still... Like, I, I literally just graduated.
1: I know you told me, congrats. That's, yeah. I mean, high school, you know, you can't wait for it to be over, essentially. Yeah, but I
2: graduated a year late, but at least I got it done.
1: That's okay. I mean, even myself, you, you know, for me, you know, my story a little bit. Like, yeah. You know, I, I graduated high school, you know, later as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just because at that point when I was like 17, I just, I didn't want to go to school anymore. So I was yeah, like, yeah. No. That. that and was one now thing. Now I have for a me. degree in psychology. So it's, kind of weird hat i never really that way. i
2: never really accepted the curriculum of how school is i never liked what they taught so i was it's always very organized i always dreaded going to school because i always i just n- didn't find it useful i always saw online social media how all these people are millionaires off of the basicest things like stocks and selling stuff through amazon without I think Diplomas, I know? think
1: the world has changed a lot in the past definitely 10 years and yes. definitely um a lot a lot in the last 5 years because just in my own experience and just seeing how the world has developed um we have found ways to be successful without having to go to college cuz mm-hmm. you know our parents and maybe their parents you know the thing yeah. was you know, I guess our grandparents essentially like you just needed a high school diploma. Yeah, you graduated and high school you and something. you went to college. That yeah. was
2: the thing, you know.
1: Yeah, and that was the move. You go to college and you figure out basically a job, a career that you want to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, now I think the only problem I have a little bit with it is there definitely are some careers that you can't do it unless you do go to school.
2: That's that's something that I've never really liked idea of college because i feel like there's a lot of things in college you can do without a degree but for instance well i think business aerospace for aerospace sure. engineering yeah no but aerospace engineering or being a doctor or a lawyer like there's no choice you have, you have to, to get to those degrees yeah like, you can't you can't just walk into a hospital one day and be like <laughs> i want to operate on this dude <laughs> yeah just because you dream about doing it
1: and you want to do it doesn't mean you can do it yeah, you i can't. mean for myself you know uh once I found my thing, my, my niche or my passion, really, that I wanted to be a psychologist, you know, uh, a shrink, essentially. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I knew for sure, like, I didn't have a choice. I had to go to school for that. You know, they're not going to let me yeah. practice without schooling, you know, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But there's also a lot of things that I'm just going to do in general, you know, as I work towards that.
2: Yeah, and, you I know. mean, even with that degree, if you choose you don't like that in the future, you could always do other things with that degree. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I guess that's the point sometimes with degrees is even if you don't essentially want to do something with that degree, it's always, like, a nice kind of safety net to fall back on. Yeah. Like, it'll definitely get you a job somewhere because yeah. it shows that you made a really big commitment to something mm-hmm. and you followed through on it.
2: That's That's one of the main things I... Decided that I think, if I can't figure out anything, I'm gonna use the military, because mm-hmm. um, I can get those degrees, and and it's I, paid for by the military. It's all paid for, everything's paid for by the military. So, plus if I in eight years or four years, you know, when my term's up, if and I am you're so young too, man. You still got a lot of. I'll time be. To I won't even out. be thirty.
1: No, I know. That's what I mean. You still have. A lot of time to figure stuff out, which is such an advantage.
2: Yeah, and if I decide military is not right for me, I could leave, and Mm -hmm. I'll still have those benefits. Mm -hmm. I'll have those degrees, and I'll have money. I can go buy my first house. Oh yeah, I can get started in real estate. I could buy duplexes. Like, I'm with that. I'm already set.
1: You have a lot of options for sure. um, Because, I'm pretty sure you know my buddy Mauricio. Um or heard his name potentially I think so. <clears throat> um yeah, he's ex military he did uh a four year contract with the army, uh-huh. and um he thought essentially going in he wanted to be make it a career like be a career military yeah. man, and then you know he got a few years in, he realized it wasn't for him, but now he's going to school um for business, and you know it's all paid for, which yeah. is which is nice, you know and you know, I took the different route so far. Um, I paid my way through community college yeah. right now to just get my associates. And I heard about that. A lot of people probably aren't going to do that because no. um, it, it is hard because I really had to budget my money and yeah. realize that, you know, I can't go do certain things all the time because, well, I need mm-hmm. that money to pay for school. But with you, you know, you're even taking it like a step above me, essentially, because... The military, just in general, to get into the military is going to be a lot of hard work.
2: Yeah, it's not. But they're going to pay for
1: your schooling, so that's such a it's, positive.
2: It's not an easy route. Everyone thinks the military is one of those things. Oh, I can just join; it's easy cake. Like, no, boot camp and combat training is not easy. And another thing people don't realize is the military essentially kind of owns you. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. They they could call you in things uh if we essentially ever go to war again you're going you're going yeah there's no way of getting s- out essentially of it. signed up for that's their so, investment right there yeah that's what that's yeah that's what they put you through combat training for no matter what you do no matter what your job in the military is that they own you yeah so
1: so at least you have a good base then yeah. You know, like, like we said,
2: a lot of people think that military is an easy route to get lots of money. A lot of the jobs don't pay jack squat. A lot you, of you them, talking
1: like minimum wage military jobs.
2: Yeah, like <coughs> almost all of them, starting wage is like twenty something. It's like twenty two, twenty three.
1: So that's yeah. So that's it's, essentially like a little bit of a better living compared to I guess others. Yeah. You know, but it's, it. With yeah, still low. With like, rising prices and pretty much everything. Yeah, it's twenty dollars eventually is not gonna mean anything, no. essentially. Right now, twenty dollars is probably pretty good.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it gives you a decent a life, year.
1: but eventually it's not I gonna mean I mean, even anything.
2: with my aerospace engineering, entry is <clears> eighty thousand. So I mean it's better it's pretty good. Do but they make
1: eighty thousand dollars a year doing yes. aerospace? Yeah. I would have thought it would have been higher for some yeah, reason. That's
2: entry level. Oh, that's just entry. That's entry. So starting off starting in the very off beginning. 80,
1: that's really good just for starting off. Yeah. I mean so you figure you do you that for ten years. S- if
2: you stick with it, yeah. It'll it'll it's go just a go lot out. higher. Way higher. And it's in the military, so you get way more benefits.
1: Well and then oh, definitely benefits, I agree with and that. And if you, there's and the military is never going away, so it's always you know, a job that's gonna be there.
2: Yeah, and if I choose to leave the military, I could always go back.
1: Yeah, that that's funny that you say that. That you can always go back because, um, the buddy I just mentioned, uh, in the past probably year, he even talked about it. Um, that once he gets his business degree, essentially, he kind of wants to think about going back to the military. There's certain yeah, parts that you he feel he left unsettled or undone, kind of.
2: Yeah, with the military, you can you don't have to be shipped out like anywhere crazy. Could, yeah, he was never
1: shipped out anywhere crazy. Like, like you could you know.
2: literally stay in the United States and just chill at the base the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you can get shipped to Japan or Hawaii. Or even be out on sea for months at a time. Which, so that's, that's something I might be, happen to me, depending on where I go.
1: I was just going to ask you that. So... If I yeah so for myself I know if I like ever wanted to join the military or if I had that passion when I was a kid I always knew that like I would want to be out of the United States just to like mm-hmm. a, kind of experience a different world and different culture it's Was that something that you would be interested in or do you want to stay stateside Yeah
2: I'd definitely be interested in it but it's it's really all about what branch you join and where they decide to send you
1: 'Cause yeah, you don't really have an option on where they send you. No, right?
2: it's it's kind of wherever they need you. Like I could either be <clears throat> sent to Japan mm-hmm. or I could get sent to San Diego.
1: Now would you would you want an international like base if they if I they mean, chose it for you?
2: Usually when you get sent internationally, you're there for a year, two years. Mm. So it would definitely be interesting being away from all my friends and family for that long mm-hmm. but i feel like it would it would be fun you know i it mean be a different experience
1: definitely and i think it's a valuable experience to oh, learn yeah. on how another society essentially lives yeah
2: living in japan for two years would definitely be yeah something crazy I mean, I mean, you're still on the base, so you're not gonna be living in the city. So there's a lot of things you wouldn't have to worry about, but you're still, still there. very
1: Americanized, at least on the base.
2: Yes, but you're gonna be leaving that base from time to time, so it, you're definitely gonna be experiencing, you know, the city mm-hmm. and what it's like to be somewhere where you're not speaking the primary language.
1: You know, and I think. Yeah, definitely not speaking their language. I think that's probably a trip. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's funny that you say that because, like, just in my own travels that I've been to, uh, uh, you know, just on my own dime, it's always funny how I see Americans sometimes get (laughs) really upset when they're in another country and the people don't speak English. And I see that and I'm kind of like, well, what did you expect? Like, they don't need to know English. For you to be happy because it's their country.
2: It's their country. So don't expect it, you know. It's like it's like when other people come to our country. Yeah. It's essentially when basically whenever you go to anybody's country and you don't speak that language. Yeah. You always feel like they should care for you basically. Mm -hmm. Or they should essentially a lot of tourists feel like they're higher up going into other people's countries. Especially a lot of the poorer countries.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Um, But I've noticed, like, with some countries, like, they even don't like Americans because of how they act when they go there.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Me and my brother, uh, this was a few years ago. We had like a big trip, and we went to Thailand.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So we had a few days where we had um, to stay over in China, Mm -hmm. um, basically to, to get to our next connecting flight to Thailand. Um, and even on the way back home. So anyways, we stayed in China for a few days and, you know, wow. we were excited about that because it was just a different experience. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and some of the parts of the towns that we were in, you know, because we weren't like in the big towns, we were in a lot of small towns. Yeah. Essentially yeah. where we stayed. But uh, yeah, we got looked at like, like they just did not like us, mm-hmm. you know, because um, yes. we were just like these, you know, white boy bearded guys just walking around yeah, they town can, they can just trying to figure Americans. out stuff
2: and and a lot of times like big cities like hong kong and stuff and tokyo japan they're probably used to it like they're yeah, probably used those to are, seeing those are industrial stuff. cities
1: oh, yeah. you know those we are, buy all our stuff from there.
2: those are like the biggest like most known cities in their country so that they're probably used to seeing people but like small cities like banning you know if there's people from i don't know tokyo japan Mm -hmm. here i'd be like what the yeah
1: yeah (laughs) essentially where we're at yeah right now if we saw just a random tourist it would be odd just because why would you come to california to go to banning california yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you go to la or you know san diego it's like oh that makes sense yeah that makes sense because those are big hubs you know for the state in general so yeah, essentially it was the same thing when we were in China. We were in just like these small towns and we definitely stuck out like a, a sore thumb, oh, yeah. it, you know, and some people just looked at us like they, yeah, they did not mm-hmm. like us, you know, and, uh, and it was, you know, it was, we did our best to try to communicate, mm-hmm. you know, cause we went to, I don't remember the name of the coffee shop, but we were walking and we found this little coffee shop that was Probably no bigger than, like, the current studio that we're sitting in right now. Oh, okay, okay. And there was nothing, you know, the menu, it was all in, you know, Chinese. Oh, There yeah. was no English. The only thing we figured out was that for each drink, there was two circles next to the name. Oh, okay. And it was either red or blue. Uh-huh. And we figured out that it just meant you could get it hot or cold. Oh. So, I just walked up to the window... And I just, I didn't know what I was ordering. I just knew it was coffee because it was a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what I was ordering. So I just <laughs> looked at something on the menu <laughs> Oh. Geez. and I pointed to it and I was, I just pointed to it and then I pointed to if I wanted it hot or cold. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, the lady, you know, made my drink and gave it to me, but you know, I had no idea what I was ordering. Now, <laughs> yeah. You know? But I knew I wasn't going to stand there and try to explain to her what I wanted in English. Yeah, with? You know, I just knew I wasn't going to do that.
2: I feel like with like foreign countries where their letters are completely different, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot harder to translate. Because with, Spanish, with Spanish, it's the same letters we use. So you can literally just type it into Google, figure out basically what it means.
1: Well, that's also why they teach um, like French in high school because mm-hmm. um, like French... And Spanish are very similar. Yes, in certain parts. So and Italian too. Yes, Italian as well. So uh, if you can learn basically one of those languages, you can learn the other ones. Essentially, like if you know Spanish, you can probably learn French, and you can probably learn Italian pretty easily. Mm -hmm. I I've heard that. Unfortunately, I know very little Spanish,
2: and I don't know any.
1: I need to I need to (laughs) learn more, just because Spanish has really taken over. You know, California in general. Yeah, I
2: know, know like. Some slang stuff in Spanish, just from uh, Everybody my knows best slang. friends. Like, you either know slang few, or you know bad words. Yeah, and I know some funny words and stuff, but nothing like I could, I could not what's, understand. What's that. a
1: funny word that you know in Spanish? <laughs> Is this real?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not really like funny, but it's like funny to me and my friends because we always mess around with it. But "gusano," <laughs> it means worm. <laughs>
1: it means worm. Yeah. Gusamo. Gusano. Gusano. Yeah, okay. It's
2: worm in Spanish. What, do
1: you guys just call each other that? Or what? just mess around. Worm. Hmm. <laughs> Where would you even figure out that word?
2: Uh, my best friend is uh, fluent in Spanish. So. Oh, okay.
1: So yeah. he's basically, okay. So he's teaching so, you like, yeah, he all the words. Yeah, he teaches me a that, little bit. Okay. Yeah. No, smart. I mean, take it if you can.
2: I mean, almost all my friends <laughs> speak Spanish, so.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's my point that I was you know talking about earlier, that California in general, like, everybody speaks Spanish now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. It is. Um, and I remember being a kid, um, I don't know if it really happened to you when you were younger, but I remember when I was a kid, like, you know, like 10, um, Spanish was not very prevalent yet. Um, and you know, nobody really made it like a big concern, like, oh, you don't need to know Spanish, like, you know, Yeah. but now, you know, years later, um, most job descriptions and stuff, they're like, oh, if you speak Spanish, like, great.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Trans- translations and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, Spanish is so prevalent now. It's such a big asset to have now. Yeah, it's almost a to primary before. language, especially yeah. in California. Especially in California. like when you know, as California, saying, Arizona, uh, yeah.
2: As you were saying, like, you didn't really experience a lot of, like, Spanish when you were younger. Um, but... I basically from the age of like six all the way to thirteen, I grew up in Palm Springs. So uh, is that where you guys grew up? That's I where I don't, grew up. I
1: honestly up. didn't remember that. Caleb, yeah, Palm Springs, you
2: might be right. Caleb grew up in Banning and New York.
1: Yeah, he had both. I remember that. But uh, New York, there's like no Spanish out no, there. No, so not where I, he. Not where he. I, I wasn't up. expecting him to learn
2: Spanish. <laughs> but yeah, where I lived, like the apartment complex we lived in, there was, there was our downstairs neighbors. They. Barely spoke English. They yeah. were always out in the parking lot, like blaring Spanish music. So, and even the school I went to, that's where I met my best friend today. Like he speaks fluent Spanish. So right. almost everyone there <laughs> did. Yeah,
1: I'm, I yeah I can I can see you, I can see you definitely going through that. I mean, I mean for myself, most of my girlfriends in high school. Mm. They were uh Mexican. Um, oh, yeah. and they they were, you know, fluent in Spanish and fluent in English, but mm-hmm. when I would meet their parents, it was Spanish. always it was always a struggle, you know, to try to talk to them. Yep. They knew a little bit of English maybe, but it was pretty mm-hmm. broken. Um and then I tried to learn a little bit of Spanish here and there so I could have, you know, short conversations, which I can I still know now a little bit, but yeah, it was always a struggle meeting the parents sometimes yeah. cuz You know, even though I'm I'm half Mexican myself, you know, because of my mom.
2: I'm a quarter. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah.
1: But we don't really look like we have any Mexican. But when you see, like, our moms, you you know, and essentially you you realize that they're Mexican. Yeah, and (laughs) then Esther, you essentially know that, okay, like, they're Mexican. But they also grew up in that time period where they were coming into the United States and spanish wasn't a thing that you were going to learn or need to have at the time Mm -hmm. so that you know parents just didn't teach it yeah but now it it could have been such a valuable asset now you know considering how much the world has changed
2: yeah it's definitely crazy like a lot of my friends (coughs) when i met a lot of my friends in oregon none of them believed that i was mexican like none of them
1: oh i can imagine because oregon i've it's been to pretty, oregon it's it's yeah. pretty white it's pretty there. white yeah i've been there so
2: like i have a pretty decent amount of mexican friends up there but um they they never believed it until i showed them like my certain mom family members grandma granny especially
1: oh especially granny yeah because oh, granny yeah. was fluent in spanish yeah she was full yeah and she yeah she was full exactly and then I mean, you know, my grandpa which was her ex-husband obviously, yeah. Papa Leo, like mm-hmm. you know, he was Spaniard, so he yeah. he was pretty fluent in Spanish himself, but um yeah, I uh, I I come across that in my own right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, my mom's Mexican and I was like um and the people who knew Granny you know and they when she spoke spanish especially like my girlfriends in high school yeah they were like oh wow your grandma speaks full in spanish and i was like yeah i was like well she's mexican but oh, yeah. you know i just never looked the part yeah <laughs> you know even <laughs> though i was half you know i just there was only it didn't look like it until they saw certain family members and they were that, like oh yeah you're mexican and that like,
2: white yeah. boy just takes over man. it
1: does <laughs> you know and it doesn't help that Parts of my beard is red sometimes, yeah, my, so it looks it, that you know Mexicans don't have that type.
2: Of like beard. my dad is like f- more than half Irish for sure. So oh, your dad really? Oh yeah. I mean,
1: I haven't seen your dad in a long time, so <laughs> I don't know what he looks like really white. anymore. But I know really he's white weird. for sure. But <laughs> and then um, a red beard. Though. My That's mom's
2: dad similar. is also Irish, and he's Scottish. Oh,
1: um, uh, Uncle Kev, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So from my dad and part from my mom too i got a lot of irish and some scottish in me so that's why makes some sense then no one thinks i'm mexican yeah
1: no yeah not even a little bit because
2: i don't tan i just get sunburned
1: see i can tan pretty well i Um, i can't i can get brown for sure because i i I mean (laughs) yeah no i i see you right now you're pretty white i get it you know um yeah, when I say I can tan pretty well, I always think back to certain moments when I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, I was really dark when I was a little kid, so my brother, you know, you know how my brother looks. He looks, he looks pretty white yeah. compared to myself, and uh, he always had like pictures of himself with like me and my mom, mm-hmm. and like we were pretty brown, right? And he'd like show pictures to like his friends or something mm-hmm. or teachers or whatever. And they would just, they would ask him like, you know, who's, who's that, you know, who are those like, you know, brown people that you're with? And he's like, what are you talking about? That's, that's my mom and that's my little brother. And like, yeah, they were, they were so shocked all the time when it came to that, you know, and, but I think nowadays for sure, I mean, there's so many interracial couples nowadays compared to back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I think we're going to see a lot of that where there's just so many different people now yeah, that almost you're not going to realize that they have so many other different parts in them now.
2: Almost everyone is mixed yeah. nowadays. Like, yeah, it's, you, you it's know, pretty rare to like, meet, meet a, a full baby that's full. Yeah. Full Agreed. anything. Agreed. Especially at least in California. You know, it might be different in other countries, but at least in yeah, the or United Yeah, certain states,
1: states, I think in the United States, yeah, yeah, they would probably too. still have maybe like full. You know, but California for sure is a—it's yeah, yeah. a melting pot. Oh yeah, because there's pot.
2: there's people from all sorts of countries that live here. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. like the Bay Area is like full like lots of Asians mm-hmm. over there. Here's lots of Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I think going forward, uh, society in general is just going to be super mixed, and you're going to oh, yeah. come a, across a lot of people that. You just don't realize that they might know something, you know, or a different language, just because, like, oh, yeah. they had a grandmother or a father or a mother that, you know, was a different race than what they look like, you know. Um, compared to back in the day, for sure. And um, so, at a young age for yourself, how how do you view society right now? Because it, I mean, it, there's a lot of crazy things going on right now.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely an interesting state of life right now, mm-hmm. especially with the whole pandemic that just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh going through that was definitely kind of crazy.
1: Uh Were you nervous about that or no?
2: I mean, personally no, but I know a lot of uh friends and acquaintances that were all stressed about it because they didn't get to have their senior year, you know? Yeah. So A lot of people were sent at home. A lot of families, you know, struggled a lot more than others because small businesses, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's definitely interesting with everything that's going on now, especially like we were talking about earlier, how college and diplomas aren't really something that are big as they used to be Mm -hmm. because now we have crypto. Yeah. cryptocurrency is something that's kind of booming right now. Are Crypto. you into that
1: at all or no? Um,
2: I mean, I've definitely looked into it, but I haven't really invested much yet. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I really just haven't looked into it very much to just see. something
1: that doesn't interest you right now, essentially.
2: Um, I mean, I definitely have a little interest in it. I just haven't looked into it enough to know what to buy and what not to buy, mm-hmm. you know, so.
1: I mean, yeah, just for myself um being in that world a little bit. Yeah, there's uh it's kind of crazy. There's so many different coins coming out every day. So it's yeah. it's a weird it's a weird um community and it, you got to keep up on it sometimes, you know. I mean, it's, there's it's
2: there's only two I can think of, and Bitcoin and Dogecoin. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Those are the two yeah, big ones.
1: Yeah. Bitcoin is big, you know, you know, because it started you know eight ten years ago, and now it's you know. Dogecoin kind of crazy. Just Dogecoin blew was up.
2: Weird. It just blew up on social media because of certain uh, famous people.
1: You do you think? Well, definitely famous people. But do you think, as a young person yourself, do you think the younger crowd really pushed that coin because oh, yeah. of because definitely. of it essentially just being a joke? So they pushed it.
2: Yeah, because I I when it blew up, I saw it everywhere on social media. Oh yeah, it was it was one of the most. Biggest trend. It was the literally it was trending on Twitter. Pretty much every day. It was trending everywhere. Like even on Instagram, there was hashtags. Doge to the moon. That was like the biggest Doge thing. Doge to the moon. Yeah. And I, I had a feeling people were gonna try to blow it up as much as they could as an investment. Yeah. But I can't see it lasting more than a year. There's an infinite supply.
1: Yeah. So I have talked to that. I have talked about that point with a few people. I think it's it might get to a dollar but i don't know if it's going to go any I more higher than that just because of the coins oh yeah right now it's low yeah its peak was about 75 cents so it's close
2: that's pretty and, and pretty oh bad, yeah cuz a to, year
1: ago it was like half a penny oh. and then somehow it got super trendy and everybody wanted it so the the price just
2: went crazy but yeah i've also but I've the also infinite seen,
1: supply hurts it
2: i've also seen like ever <laughs> since that happened A lot of celebrities are backing it, are not just Dogecoin. A lot of celebrities are trying to do the same thing with other cryptos.
1: I have seen that. Yeah. Um, Or some of them are trying to come out with their own coin and push it.
2: Yes. Um, I noticed a lot of celebrities are pushing some coins that are like worth 10th of a cent. Oh, so yeah. So if they even hit 50 cents, depending on how much you have, you're a millionaire.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, at like half a penny or less, you can buy so much with just and like if $100. Hit, dollars. If
2: you were to put $300 into something that's tenth of a cent, if you yeah. were to hit a full dollar, that's it. You're set.
1: Hey, everyone. Uh, that little click sound that you just heard at the end was actually a technical difficulty that I ran into with episode number two. As we were recording, I lost about the last 10 to 15 minutes without even realizing until I went back later to listen to the whole episode to just look for uh, sounds or bugs that needed to be removed, and I found out that I lost it, so that is my bad. I do apologize to all the listeners out there today that are listening to episode number two. Uh, I really just want to highlight a few things to basically end this episode. My cousin, Blaze Wright, who is the guest on episode number two, had a few illuminating things he said that I thought were very wise for a 19-year-old. The last question I wanted to ask him, and which I did ask him, uh, just wasn't recorded, unfortunately. The question I asked him at the end to basically wrap up the episode was, what did success look like to him? Um, and as a 19 year old I think he gave a very good answer something that I think a lot of us should really think about Uh, even for myself I think it's something I should think about he talked about wealth and being rich Um, he said that there was a difference between being wealthy and being rich he believed that even if you were making say $45,000 a year doing the job that you love and that you're happy He said that he believes that that person is wealthy because no matter what type of income he has or her, um, the most important thing was that they were happy and that they loved their life. So he thought of that as actually them being wealthy compared to people who are rich. Um, He talked about how being rich really just came down to how much money you actually have coming in. And that you really don't think about the mentality state behind it. Um, You could be totally rich and be unhappy with yourself. And maybe just not like the life that you created for yourself. Or maybe like the people that are in your life. So his difference and his thought process on being wealthy and being rich I thought was very um, insightful. Especially for someone who's only 19, and I honestly believe he has a very good base and foundation um, that he can work with at such a young age, Um, and to honestly have that type of insight and think about just being happy instead of basically just having all this money and being unhappy, I think for him to think about that as a 19-year-old, I think that's a very positive sign uh, for this young generation coming up behind us. I really do hope that a lot of young people um will look at that and just think about their mental state and just think that do I want to be, you know, rich but I'm totally unhappy and depressed with my life or I have money coming in, I can live um a good life but I'm happy, you know, I might not be rolling around in, you know, a $3 million mansion or a $3 million car, but I'm happy with myself. I'm not depressed. I love my life. Um, I love the people around me. I love my significant other or my spouse, whatever it may be when it comes down to it. But um, for him to have that type of insight at such a young age, I think, like I said before, um, it gives me hope for the future. And I really wish that we could have had the last bout. 10-15 minutes of that episode back um, because he did mention a few other things but anyways uh, I want to just thank all the listeners for tuning in today and remember that life is an adventure so live it on your terms peace out
0: you've been listening to your adventure podcast with Dustin Emery we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this podcast and we hope that you've been truly inspired and motivated. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Your Adventure Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Adventure Podcast signing off.